This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the X-Zone Broadcast Network and our growing family of affiliates right around this great big world of ours. If you'd like to find out more about us, there's one simple way to do it. You can either go on to any social media site, X-Zone Radio TV, or you can go to www.xzoneradiotv.com and to find out all about the Exome Broadcast Network, the shows, the hosts that we have, as well as our broadcast schedule, www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour is a gentleman who has written a fascinating book. His name is Jim Willis, and the name of his book is Ancient Gods, Lost Histories, Hidden Truths, and the Conspiracy of Silence. Now, where do we come from? What are the origins of modern civilization? Do the world's pyramids, the Nazca Lines, Easter Island statues, and other enigmatic structures, archaeological wonders, and geographic anomalies bear evidence of ancient gods? While shifting through the historical and archaeological and cosmic evidence, ancient gods, lost histories, hidden truths, and and the conspiracies of silence by Jim Willis probes the mysteries history, science, stories, and myths, and the facts of ancient civilizations, lost technologies, past catastrophes, archetypal astronauts, and bygone religions to tease out the truth of our distant past and modern existence. So tell me, what really is the history, or how does the history differ from the history that we all know? This is a question that I'm going to ask our guests this very moment. Jim Willis is our guest. Jim, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you, Rob. Before we begin, mm-hmm. I have a long um, overdue thank you to the people of Ontario to issue. Why is that? <laughs> it was back in uh, 1968, 69, something like that. I made my first long-distance bicycle trip. Wow. And uh, it was from Rochester to uh, New York to Detroit, Michigan, and I had to go through Ontario. And I spent about five days bicycling from east to west across Ontario. I don't remember a lot about the trip, but I remember some absolutely wonderful people who uh, really helped me out and uh, who I would love to say thank you to. If there were any around who remember a crazy bicyclist on a red bike from the United States back in 1969 I want to say thank you my goodness and as as the as the person speaking to you from the province of Ontario we we graciously accept your thanks and say Jim you are always welcomed with or without your bicycle Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, Jim, congratulations on a wonderful book. Uh, the people at Invisible Ink were kind enough to send me a copy, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you very much. How long did it take you to write? Um, about 40 years. <laughs> no, I've been doing the research for a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the writing itself 
actually was the a culmination of a lot of that research. So it took uh, about oh, six to eight months, something like that. And uh, I had just finished it and turned it in and was just kind of grabbing, coming up for air, so to speak, when the publisher called me and said that the advance sales were going well. And so he wanted me to write a sequel. So I plunged right into another one, which I just sent to the publisher in January. And I understand it's already uh, has some pre-advance notices on Amazon and it's being um uh, the, it, it, it's already on Amazon without, without a cover. I guess they haven't designed the cover yet, but that's scheduled for September 1st. So the two of them together, uh, about a year, uh, 14 months, something like that. Wow. But what this tells you is that people really want to know all about the hidden truth, what the man behind, so. behind the curtain is really like, who he is, and where exactly we come from. Jim, you and I have to take our first break. Please stand by. Great having you with us again. Congratulations on your book, Jim, and Exxon Nation. This is a book to get. Ancient Gods, Lost Histories, Hidden Truths, and the Conspiracy of Science. Jim Willis is the author. Jim Willis is my guest this hour. As we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, it's very simple, xzone at com, And you can always check us out on our website, com, And to find out all about the programming on the Exxon Broadcast Network, you got it? xzbn.net. I am Rob McConnell. Jim Willis and I will return on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit 
marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. If you're a seeker, don't miss the inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening, Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sandra Cochran's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers throughout the Americas. Sandy's initiations across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt, combined with her knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth, influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private readings, sacred international journeys, a meditative CD, and her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate your earthwalk and create a deeper connection to yourself. Find this and more at her website, starwalkervisions.com. And welcome back. Jim Willis is my special guest. And as I was saying before we went to the break, Jim is the author of a fascinating book entitled Ancient Gods, Lost Histories, Hidden Truths, and the Conspiracy of Science. It's published by our friends at Invisible Inc. And uh, Jim's website is www.jimwillis.net. Jim, where did your interest in ancient and hidden truths come from? I... I've heard it said that when you call someone on the telephone and get their answering machine, whatever they say, there are two questions being asked. Number one is, who are you? And number two, what do you want? And I think those two questions, who are we and what do we want? They have been with me since I was just a little boy. Um, I took a lot of history courses, mm-hmm. and back when I was uh, going to school, history wasn't really too interesting because they taught a lot about names and dates and that kind of thing. And I always wanted to understand a little more about the whys and some of the questions. And when I began to study history, um, it, it seemed as I went to school, I went through college and I took uh, music school, so I took music history. And then I went to seminary and I took uh, religious history, and then and I had to take uh, regular uh, world history and American history, mm-hmm. and there were all of these questions, all of these great enigmas that, um, if you're really sharp, you can see the teachers want to shy away from them, and I began to suspect that there was something more, there was an untold story, and so all my life I've been looking for the untold story, and I found it in ways that uh, just positively amazed me they had to go into this book so let me ask you a very simple question where do we come from (laughs) a simple question rob thank you (laughs) you should hear my complicated ones (laughs) after a lot of study Mm -hmm. i i've discovered that um number one no one knows for sure of course it's all speculation but i've come to a pretty firm understanding in my own in my own sense and i think to understand that you have to really go back uh, to the beginnings of organized religion uh, organized religion that is back into the time of hinduism back into the time of the shaman way back when uh, before that way back when and i'm i'm almost um positive that anyone who goes back there and studies, for instance, early Hinduism, very early Hinduism, uh, finds a belief system that understood that consciousness is the basis of existence. Now, the Hindus didn't call it consciousness. When they began to write this stuff down five, six thousand years ago, it was already ancient. They didn't call it consciousness. They called it akasha. And it's the idea that consciousness wants to take on form, wants to take on shape, wants to take on experience. And we are that shape, that form, that experience, that Mm. manifestation of consciousness. I think there is a spiritual component that we simply cannot ignore. It goes down deep within us. We discover it pops to the surface in strange times, for instance, when we talk about uh, intuition or Mm -hmm. precognition. Uh, Somehow we just knew something and we didn't know how. 
and uh, I think that's where we are in this wonderful game uh, of consciousness discovering itself, consciousness manifesting itself. It almost seems as if life is a great big school. It's designed to teach us something, teach us something um, that we could not learn without it. And I found that a very comforting thing. Now, you have to remember, I was, I still am an ordained Christian minister, so I find my spiritual identity my whole life within Christianity. Well, let me but ask you order, this. Let me ask oh, you I'm this. Sorry, Since you ahead. brought up the, the religious aspect, why do we still need a religious philosophy to follow in such a technological age? Is it possible that we as a human society have evolved past religious philosophies and that religious philosophies can actually keep us behind the eight ball instead of us as, instead of allowing us to proceed further i think it i think it depends on what we call religious philosophy mm -hmm. um religions well quite frankly religions uh develop a crust and <laughs> they develop dogma yeah. and doctrine and religions themselves can really box us in um, I discovered this myself uh, seven years ago after 40 years in the Christian ministry. I retired and I moved out here to the woods of South Carolina with an agenda. I had learned about uh, God and I hesitate to use that word God. I know what I mean by it. But when I use the word, it's very difficult for me to know what uh, other people are hearing me say because everybody has their own definition. But I had learned about God, about theology, and I was seeking an experience of the reality behind the religion, the spirituality behind the religion. And little did I know that it was going to happen. We came out here, my wife Barbara and I came out here to live in the woods. Mm -hmm. We came out here to get away from people. We came out here to go on retreat. We wanted to spend 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week experiencing and trying to break through and understand that question about who we are. And lo and behold, um, it took a long time. Uh, we go days sometimes without hearing anybody or seeing anybody. Right. Our life is really slowed down. Mm -hmm. And it takes that. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I said, Barb, is this Tuesday? And she says, I'm not sure, but I'm fairly sure it's March. Uh, that's about all we know about it. We we deliberately have 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 sought that experience of the supernatural. Now, in my case, being a Christian minister, I think for the supernatural to really or the the spiritual mm -hmm. to grab hold of me, it had to go outside of Christianity. So, to be honest, I haven't set foot in a Christian church for seven years, and yet I feel closer connected to what I call the source or all that is, or whatever we want to call it. God is a good word, but... Well, uh, wouldn't it make sense that we are all feeling closer to the source if we just take a good look at it, since in the Bible itself, in Genesis, it said, and God said, let us create man in our image, our likeness. Therefore, if we are created in his image, his likeness, then we ourselves are like God. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, we're, and we're searching for the answer. There was. It, there used, to that old, there is, used to be an old parlor game. Excuse me, but uh, are we searching for the answer, or does the answer perplex us? Oh, I think both. Mm -hmm. I think both. Matter of fact, maybe we're not even searching for the answer as much as the answer is searching for us. Yeah, true. Um, uh, there, there was an old parlor game called 20 Questions. Mm -hmm. Did you ever play that as a kid? Uh, uh, no, I was, was a spin-the-bottle guy. Oh, <laughs> a person would leave the room mm -hmm. and everybody in the room would pick something in the room uh, and, uh, and they would decide what it, and then the person come back and he had 20 questions to figure out what the object was. And if he was really, cl really clever, mm -hmm. usually within 20 questions, he could pinpoint a specific object. Now take that, that particular game and change the rules a little bit. The person leaves the room and everybody else in the room decides that they're not going to pick a single object. But they are going to answer every question honestly based on their answer to the last question. So the person comes back into the room and he begins to ask the questions and the questions come flowing and the people in the room answer the first question. And based on that answer, they answer the second question. So at the end of the 20 questions, one object is still identified. But when that object is identified, 
everybody in the room finds it at the same time. Yeah, that sounds like the confirmation hearings for uh, for the um, the Attorney General Jeff Sessions, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And we're looking we're looking for that answer. We're, mm-hmm. And and I think that that's what we're that's what we're searching for. And at the same time, although nobody knows what it is, we are all part of the game. And we are all an expression, a manifestation of the spiritual aspect of Akasha or of consciousness. Okay, now so that's great. So when we all that, discover it together, we can all say from one supernatural being to another, yeah. welcome to the game. All right, but in, in a world of reality, is there place and time for all this soul searching? Do we really need to discover the the answers to the philosophical questions that are being asked and how will they improve us and how will the answers improve our daily life and our tomorrows i think probably a lot of people are very happy not not looking into it mm-hmm. i would say the the, the vast majority yeah. and and to them i simply say you're living a good life you're happy yeah. fine go ahead live your life but i think there comes a time with uh, a, a certain number of people anyway when that simply isn't sufficient and so when you say is there time in this world of reality again i think we have to look at the definition what is real well let me let me answer that as i see it paying the bills making sure my family is well making sure that my 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 future is secure taking care of my wife making sure that my friends are taken mm-hmm. care of doing my best to be an asset to society instead of, instead of a hindrance that's my world of reality yeah in in and in one sense that's what reality is yeah in another sense in in again going back to the hindus they mm-hmm. would say that although that feels very real yeah it is re- that is really the illusion but that's the world we're living in, so we have to live in that. But is, isn't it possible as well? Isn't it possible? Right. Isn't it possible as well that all these different religious philosophies, even going way back to the time of the Hindus, and and they're starting their their way of looking at consciousness differently as a way to try and understand the world around us through a very limited scope of the world. Um, like there was define, a lot of if define, if if the great define, if, if the great books of the world were to be written today with all our knowledge of science, quantum physics, Mm -hmm. chemistry, Mm -hmm. mathematics, astronomy, would they be such awe-inspiring? For example, the Bible. Would the events in the Bible, if we investigated them today with our knowledge of today and we looked at them through the eyes of today instead of taking the word of many who, once again, had very limited knowledge of the real world, would they be as significant as they are to some people today? I don't think so. I'm, in, in, in one sense, I have to agree with you. I think mm-hmm. you're right. In another sense, I go back to read the Bible now. And remember, mm-hmm. I've taught the Bible my yeah. whole life uh, within a certain framework. I go back and I read the Bible now. Mm-hmm. And with this uh, relatively new understanding I have of the spirituality, I look at it. I find it more, more awe-inspiring than ever because wow. I'm looking not just the... Um, the the content of the words on the page, but I'm looking at the mythology behind it or the philosophy behind it. Isn't it interesting that in every single religious tradition, mm-hmm. there is this idea that in order to really plumb the depths of it, we have to go away. We have to go to the desert. We have to go up in the mountains. We have to uh, keep ourselves. We have to go to the monastery. We have to be take a vow of silence. We have to separate ourselves from the world. And I think there comes a time in the life of not probably not everybody, but of some people when that is the only way to plumb the depths of who they are and to really look solidly into that idea of where do I come from? What am I all about? And the religious traditions can can teach us that, but only if we read them besides just being an historical account and doctrine and dogma. We have to look at the, the underlying philosophy behind it. I or think. the or the or the underlying reason why these books yeah. were written. Uh, the underlying reason why the these philosophies were put forth mm-hmm. at the time when they yeah. were. Yeah. I don't I don't think that if we had a Wayback Machine with Mr. Peabody and Sherman, we went back to these early days and, <laughs> and, and we're with the people and using our knowledge that we have today and if we were successful and uh, and able to spread it throughout the 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 people i don't know if these <laughs> philosophies would exist anymore 
um, they probably wouldn't exist or be explained in the language that we read them yeah. now. And uh, incidentally, I wonder how many listeners we just lost. I know what you're talking about, but I wonder how many people know about um, the Wayback Machine and Mr. Peabody. I think that's wonderful. You're showing your age, Rob. <laughs> I've never, I've never, I've never been one to deny my age. <laughs> I'll be back on the other side of this break with the news with Jim Willis as we continue hearing the exo from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at... Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world.
Welcome back, everyone. This is the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. You can always check us out online on any social media site, xzoneradiotv.com. If you'd like to join us on Facebook on the x Broadcast Network, it's at facebook.com forward slash xzbn.net. And you can follow us on Twitter at xzbnradiotv. Jim Willis is our guest. His website is www.jimwillis.com. And Jim... Oh, dot, dot net. Dot net, I'm sorry. Yeah, what is right. the conspiracy of silence? I didn't really understand the conspiracy of silence until I started teaching myself. When I became a, a college professor, I found that it was it's, uh, it's almost required of you to teach what's in the textbook. And when the textbook raises problems or when students raise problems, you tend to, you're up there in front of a great big class of students, you tend to kind of um, dismiss them. I hate to say perhaps even use your authority a little bit to say, hey, I know what I'm talking about, don't ask questions. When in reality, uh, the students raise wonderful questions. The problem is, of course, that in the conspiracy of silence, I, I don't use the term or use the phrase to mean that there is a uh, a deep, dark conspiracy. I don't think there's one out there mm-hmm. of, 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 of secret organization trying to keep us from understanding our true history. I just find it's easier to go along, to teach. I had a, uh, I have a good friend down here who's working on the Topper site, which is a archaeological site in on, on the Savannah River, about 40 miles south of us, who uh, is a... a world-renowned archaeologist, but he's discovering things down there, human uh, artifacts that go back 35 to 40,000 years. Now, that's turning archaeology upside down. It's Mm -hmm. way before the Clovis period, even. And he has had to undergo a tremendous amount of trouble. He even told me once in in private, which is why I won't use his name, in, in private once, he has told his students that if you unearth a pre Clovis site in the southern or western United States, cover it up and don't tell anybody about it because you're going to ruin your career. Uh, that's a, I, I think, a, a tragedy. A I think very it's, a, sad I think it's thing. a crime. It's not a tragedy. It's a crime. It is a crime. There was, <laughs> there's a story. I'm sure it's an apocryphal story, but I love it anyway. When uh, when Darwinism first came out, and when the fundamentalist church began to find Darwinism and discover uh, the truth of. Uh, of, of evolution, there, that one old uh, one old woman in the fundamentalist church was heard to pray, "Lord, make it not true, and if it is, don't let anybody find out about it." Um, I think that's probably going on. It is a crime. Uh, the problem is that there is a real trouble, and the the wonderful thing about the age in which we live, mm-hmm. I think, is that some of these young archaeologists, some of these young scientists. Uh, some of the young theologians, some of the young philosophers are now coming up and they understand how the game is played and they understand that if they publish some material that's got to be peer reviewed and then they've got to go to the next symposium and if it doesn't fit in with what their professors have taught them, they're stepping on some toes. Mm-hmm. But they've learned how to do an end run, thank goodness, to some television programs. They can go right to the public by doing an end run around the academic community and through channels like the History Channel, for instance. They can say this is uh, this is the way it really is and get the public excited. So the public starts asking the questions. And I think that's the age we're in right now. And I really welcome it because there are a lot of questions that need answering. But you know what? We've known for years that history lies. Science, history... Math, archaeologists are full of liars. They, <laughs> they are. They are. For example, we know for a fact that Christopher Columbus did not discover the Americas. And yet in every school in the United that's States and Canada, taught. that's what you're taught. Yeah. And instead of the scientists, the historians, and the archaeologists having the balls enough to say, you know what? We screwed up. We yeah. are wrong. That is not how it happened. They yeah. just perpetuate the lie. Exactly. When I, when I was in uh, fifth or sixth grade, was the first time we heard this radical idea that perhaps the Vikings had actually got here before Christopher Columbus and landed in Canada and perhaps even in New England and farther south yeah. before Christopher Columbus. Well, you see, when and I went to school, our, it was a our, fact. Our teacher told us beyond a shadow of a doubt mm-hmm. that, no, that's not true. Read it in the textbook. You'll see that Christopher Columbus discovered the Americas. Well, now look at it. Yeah. Now we know. Oh, sure. 
you know, uh, like we were told this is the truth. The fact about Christopher Columbus discovering the Americas is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, 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 I've lost a lot of respect over the years for the scientific community, the archaeological community, and the religious community because they've mm-hmm. all lied to us and they continue to yeah. lie to us yeah. to this very day. Yeah, uh, the, the the same thing happened uh, in in the religious community, for mm. instance, when uh, the Epic of Gilgamesh was discovered. Right. Uh, the the ministers knew about it. The pastors knew about it. They talked about it at symposiums and things like this, and it had a flood story. And it, the flood story was much the same as the Noah account, but it was yeah. a little bit different, too. And so now these ministers hear about this story. They go back to their congregation. They don't tell the congregation that, uh, that hundreds and hundreds of years before the, um, the flood story was written in the book of Genesis, there was a similar account in the, Samaria, in, in the Sumerian texts. Yeah. They don't tell the congregation that because they're, they think that they're looking for the hearts and souls of their people. And why confuse? It's marketing. It's, it's marketing. <laughs> it's money. Yeah. yeah. So keep it quiet. You, you know, know the, because... the fake news was created by the religious, uh, the, the religious philosophies and philosophers. Sure, and it's and it's easy to go the other end too. I mean, it's easy to go to the conspiracy route, and everything becomes a conspiracy. Sure. And I think once again, it, it, it's just a lack of honesty. And let's call it what it is. Uh, hey, listen, I've been calling it that why? for twenty six years. Yeah. Good, good. Keep doing it. Yeah, I intend to. I intend to. I go to sleep every night feeling good that at least I've done my my share to try and make this a better world to live by bringing people the truth. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I just finished uh, uh, Andrew Collins's book on Atlantis. I, I understand that he's been a uh, guest with you in the past. Yep. And uh, I just finished his book on Atlantis. He had uh, helped me out. I had emailed a couple of times, and he had helped me out on some research that I was doing for uh, ancient gods. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just wrote me an email and said he's finished his uh, his new book about, uh, I can't, oh, I don't have the title right in front of me right now, but it's going to be advertised uh, soon, so you'll be able to see it. It's about um, the, uh, the whole Atlantis story mm-hmm. that was picked up by Carthaginian and uh, Phoenician sailors way, way before Columbus, from the Bahamas uh, all the way down the archipelago to the uh, the Antilles mm-hmm. and Cuba and Hispaniola and the whole story of Atlantis, the island community that sat at the gateway to America. And uh, he tells the story about the comet 12,800 years ago that brought that whole uh, segment to an end. And it just ties up everything. He told me in the book that uh, he's, he's going to be able to tie that whole... Atlantis story mm-hmm. to the beginning of Septepi, uh, the of, of Egypt, which is called the first years of Egypt, the early days of Egypt, and Gobekli Tepe, where he is studied. Okay, but let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. It's nice that we're giving Colin Andrew a nice plug. Okay. The reality <laughs> is, the reality is, is that is there proof? It's nice to tie. It's nice to hypothesize. It's nice to suggest. But where's the meat? Okay, the meat is found, for instance, right here in South Carolina, the Carolina Bays, which show a definite impact mm-hmm. and can be dated to that time. Uh, the meat is also found in the uh, the end of the Clovis period and the end of the. Well, I'm not the talking mega, about. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about the comet. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about that. I'm talking about the claims where he can tie everything to Atlantis. Oh well. The uh, I don't want to say to Atlantis necessarily to the Atlantis story oh, that okay. uh, you know Plato Plato calls it Atlantis. We have no idea what the civilization yeah. called called itself, yeah. but there was certainly a civilization mm-hmm. uh, that existed in uh, in the area of the Caribbean uh, at that time, and the 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 archaeology is there. And of course, the the dates are mm-hmm. so significant, and the stories. There are three. Right. Um, areas of evidence that can tie all these things together and bring the meat. Number one is all of these enigmatic stone structures that exist uh, from the Americas all the way to Europe and all the way into India. Uh, We have the stone structures. Mm -hmm. They're real. They're there. They were built with a technology that we don't understand. We couldn't even do it today, some of the things that they did. But we also also know that that throughout history there's been lost technologies. So it may be something that we knew how to do that for one reason or other we don't anymore. Yeah, you know, exactly. I, I understand. But, I understand. Listen, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Okay. Slow down. <laughs> I get excited about I know this. you do. <laughs> I know you do. There's nothing wrong with that. 
I, I got to get a few words in uh, as well. Yeah, okay. okay. So when we're looking at, 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 at the big picture, okay, it's nice that archaeologists are doing everything to bring forward the truth. But once again, my question is, how will this help us in our daily lives today? How will this help us in the future? I can only say how it helps me. It gives me a reason for living, purpose for living. It gives me something to look up, look forward to when I wake up. It gives me an idea of what's going to happen when I die. But how do we know for a fact we know what's going to happen when we die? When we die, there, there are so many different theories out there put forward by people within the metaphysical community, the New Age community, the new religious uh, communities, mm-hmm. that, once again, is it just a matter of self-satisfying our own need or is it going to help humanity? I'd rather work on something that helps everyone instead of just helping myself. Well, then let me put it this way. Okay. Um, look at humanity as if it was the life of a single person, as a, a single species. We are entering into really a third stage of our understanding of who we are. Stage one was uh, a stage that I like to call um, the A stage. And it was an intuitive understanding of who we are and it worked and it was fine Um, we would look back on it now and we would say we simply looked at the world around us and we invented the myths to try to describe it but we sensed that there was something real we didn't understand it but that was it but if that's the case how can the bible is still the number one selling book well stage along comes stage b uh and stage b was a rejection of stage a that's Mm -hmm. why i call it b Uh, it's different it's a rejection of stage b uh, it says, no, this is, we are simply uh, evolved animals, and uh, we're going to get rid of all that. And mythology was fun in the past, and it, did, our, it yeah. did its thing for a while, but it doesn't help us now. And so stage B was a wonderful stage. We sent men to the moon. We built great cities. Uh, we almost destroyed our ecology. We're in the brink of destroying ourselves. We have learned all this technology. We can blow ourselves up and well, God worry was, about who's got the bomb and stay. But you know what? Wonder, wonderful we, thing. This is not the only time in, in man's history where, you know, if you look back in the Bible, Sodom and Gomorrah, God yeah, himself yeah. did a pretty great job of killing his creation. So yeah, yeah. why should well, we I'm be different? About, I'm talking about the civilization around yeah. us. You, you wanted to be practical. So yeah. I was talking to the people who surround us right now. We're, okay. we're, we're, we're coming out of stage B. We're going into what I like to call the third stage or stage A1. It's stage A, but based on a deeper reality. We understand more about quantum physics. We understand more about parallel universes. We understand more about the multiverse. We understand more about consciousness and the field of Akasha. And we have people really looking into this. And all of a sudden, we're beginning to look at that stage A, which was in existence when the Bible was written, for instance. But we're looking at it through the underpinnings of science, deep underneath. We're beginning to see that there's something real going on here. All right, I've got to take my final break. Please stand by, Exonation. Our guest is Jim Willis. He's the author of Ancient Gods, Lost Histories, Hidden Truths, and the Conspiracy of Silence, www.jimwillis.net. And we'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. 
call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program. For the secret to everything is for you, the listener. For those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back, Exonation. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget the Exzone TV channel will be making its debut this June the 1st, 724-365 television channel dedicated to the topics that we discuss here in the Exxon. New Age, Paranormal, Parapsychology, all the topics we discuss will be uh, available on several of the programs that we ourselves have produced over the years, and that'll be at xzbntv.net. Jim Willis is our guest. He's the author of Ancient Gods, Lost Histories, Hidden Truths, and The Conspiracy of Science. His website is www.jimwillis.net. Jim, uh, we've only got about 11 minutes left, so let me ask you this. I I understand about your, your one, two, three, but what happens if during the investigation by by science, who are going to be using quantum physics, multiverse, uh, dimensional investigations, and all the other technology sciences that we have today, what happens if they prove that nothing happens to us when we die? We just cease to exist. There's nothing more. I don't see how they could possibly prove that. Uh, I can only speak about my own personal Mm -hmm. experience. Sure. And I have had a um, out-of-body experiences, for instance, uh, that are not only tremendously convincing, but they change from 
Well, let's put it this way. A lot of us uh, live our lives believing in something or trying to believe in something, even though Mark Twain once talked about a Sunday school kid who said, faith is believing in something you know ain't so. Um, a lot of us believe in something, but there's a difference between belief and knowledge. And once mm -hmm. you've experienced something, once you begin to know it, mm -hmm. once you've had the experience of seeing beyond this life, mm -hmm. uh, it, it changes your life totally. It, it, it makes you a more compassionate person, makes you a person uh, more loving. Uh, it, it makes you uh, just simply more accepting, happy, happy, less stressful. How can you possibly be worried when you know that death is not the end? Or, or are we just pulling a con on ourselves? Uh, I think that all the time, and and I when I have a when I have a uh, an out of body experience, mm -hmm. I know it's real, and it's come to the point where I can even say at the time, you know, in a couple of minutes, I'm going to come back into the body, and I'm going to be questioning it within within a couple of minutes. I'm going to find a perfectly good Freudian explanation for all this, but I've simply had two many um, examples of synchronicity, too many examples of uh, uh, being on the other side, and now I can kind of laugh at it. My wife, in, in many ways, is much more spiritual than I am. She's a, a real right-brain person. I'm a left-brain person, and I've always got to analyze everything and think about it all the time. I live most of my life in my left side of my head, and uh, I've discovered that uh, it, it's very easy to pull the wool over our eyes in the opposite way than we normally think. In other words, we come up with good rational explanations why this can't be true. And so we have to ask ourselves, why am I trying to disbelieve this when I've had the experience, when I've seen it, when I knew it, and while I was having it, I knew it was real. Now, am I going to convince anybody else? No. Am I going to convince you? No. Mm -hmm. But I've convinced myself. And that's that's sufficient. I guess that's all that matters, what you believe, not what anybody yeah. else believes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you're honest with yourself. That's the whole key. You've got to be honest with yourself. All right, but let me ask you this. Being honest with yourself and fooling yourself are often misinterpreted for each other. Mm -hmm. So how do you know you're not fooling yourself? Well, people come into this life and, and they make their decisions based on what I call faith statements. Uh, if a person uh, comes to the point when he has a faith statement that says, this is real, spirituality yeah. is real, the other side, the multiverse is real, I've been there, I've seen other things. And that's how you begin to look at life. On the other hand, there's a lot of left brain thinkers out there who have not had that experience and can't imagine that experience. And so they say, mm -hmm. you're just fooling yourself. Well, never can the two come together. Uh, it, it just won't work. East is east and west is west. But, it, but isn't, it, isn't, it a, isn't, isn't it a fact that people who believe in uh, out-of-body experiences, who believe in life after death, existence after death, the ability to communicate with the other side, have all faced a crisis in their lives? And that it was no, this, and no, it was I, this crisis. I never faced what I would call a crisis in my life. Um, well, did you? you know, maybe the crisis was the wrong word. Mm -hmm. But something in their life that proved or that gave them the, 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 the feeling that their life on that track that they were mm -hmm. on was, was, oh, not, sure. was not what it was. And that people sure, who are satisfied I, with their I, lives, where they're going, where they're coming back and they're satisfied with who they are, really have no need for this, this, this spiritual aspect of life. They're very happy dealing with real reality. Uh, I've, I haven't experienced that myself. As a minister, for mm -hmm. 40 years, I stood at the bedside of many, many people who died, some yeah. of them who had near-death experiences and came back to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anybody who came back less spiritual than they were when they went in. I've seen a lot of atheists come back as believers in something, something bigger than themselves. But I've never seen anybody come back without a spiritual dimension. Well, okay, so, all right, so is is the is the... Is the experience that rocks your world from reality to spirituality necessary in order to cross this great divide from, from one hard fact to a spiritual aspect? Possibly. It was for me. But then again, you and I use different words here. When you say from reality to spirituality, mm -hmm. to, my way of, to my way of understanding now, it, it's just ingrained in me that this is not reality. This is this is the illusion. This is the the temporary. The reality is on the other side. That's the real. 
I don't understand how anybody can think that way. Um, I do. <laughs> yes, but you're a man of faith. You're, you've devoted your life to faith, a God that has never been seen, a yeah. lot of events that could never be proved. Well, so the, you've, you've dealt with God, faith. But, but, but the God has now been seen. Uh, and uh, it, it, it took me most of my life to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and many people never will. Uh, I, you just have to understand that. You, you can't force a belief in the supernatural or the spiritual, spiritual on anybody. It's just not going to work. And many people are very content to go through their whole life that it's way. It's a lot and easier. That's the case, fine. It's it's a lot easier if you base your faith, base your life on spirituality and faith than having to deal with the reality of the everyday world. I agree with that. Well, I have to deal with the everyday world like everybody else. But, uh, I've, but come, you, I've come, but, I've got away from it in the last seven years deliberately. But for most of my life, I had the committee meetings and I had the uh, the family problems and I had all of the stuff that everybody else did. Right. And I had to I had to deal with it all. Everybody does. Even those who know that this isn't the re- this isn't reality that the other side is reality. Oh sure, it's it still it still hurts when uh, when uh, friends let you down or when somebody criticizes uh-huh. you. Of course, when you're an author or when you go on the radio, you know. Of course, you're always going to get people who uh, who write back and and deliberately try to uh, to hurt you or undermine you or say something bad about you. A friend of mine used to say, "It's the woodchuck who sticks his head up in the air that gets shot at." You know, uh, being an author, uh, being a public speaker. Mm-hmm. That happens. Yeah. Uh, you you get that, and and it hurts. There's no question about it. It hurts. Uh, you have to deal with it like anybody else. But on the other hand, it's a um, a great help to me to know that there is another side out there. Mm-hmm. Now I have to say this. Uh, yes. For instance, over the last couple of months, I've been building a mm-hmm. house. Uh, next door in the woods for my daughter who's going to come up and live with us. We can see the, the writing on the Mm-mm. wall. We're getting older. And we want to stay here, so she's going to help us. And when I'm locked down to pounding nails and when I'm locked down to how is this going to fit into that, it's it's difficult to meditate. It I mean, really is. You get your life sucked down to this world, and, and it's it's tough to get to the other side. But you know it's there. You know it's there. Wow. You know what? I, I I appreciate everything you say. I really do, from the bottom of my heart. And I appreciate the book you've written. Thank you, Rob. And there it. there is no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, there are a lot of questions that need mm-hmm. to be answered. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's through the open-mindedness and the hard work and dedication that people like you put into these books and put into these thoughts and bring forward to the public that the public will start talking but i think that when this happens we're going to see so many changes within yeah. within the social structure that we're so used to that the change is going to be it's just going to be wow and and you're building that change with programs like yours by opening up the questions asking the questions and opening them up yeah. it's uh, it's a very important work you do oh i thank you very much for that sir let our listeners know how they can get a copy of your book where it can be found and so on Oh, the easiest way is probably just uh, on the internet. Uh, look up at Amazon or Visible Ink Press, uh, or Target is carrying it, oh, or right. uh, Barnes and Noble, or any any place any bookstore can get it right now. Um, probably the easiest way is just to look up uh, Jim Willis Ancient Gods on Amazon, and you'll come up with not only Ancient Gods, but you'll come up with. Uh, well, I think 10 or 11 other books by Jim Willis, too. <laughs> well, you know what? We're, we're going to have to get you back on so we can talk more about Ancient Gods, as well as the other great books you've written. Thank you. I'd love to come. Jim, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I wish you much success, and uh, thank you for taking time out of your day to join us tonight here in the Exxon. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour has been Jim Willis. He's the author of a great book, and I'd like to thank the people at Invisible Press for helping make this interview possible and for sending me a copy of Jim's book. I ask tough questions. No two ways about it. Because you, the Exxon Nation, deserve the answers. I'll be back on the other side of this break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Whatever you do, don't go away. <laughs> <laughs> 